0: It burns. I'm Mike Pearson. We are the uh, collectively the Bot Brothers. We're hoping that we can talk about education and AI and education and all things teacher related because that's what
1: we do. Sounds good to me. Great. Let's say it. Well, so one thing we were talking about is, you know, how is it this whole AI thing kind of got on our radar? Because obviously it's been around for a while, right? Like, right. That there's been yep. AI in through like uh, Google searches to kind of like auto-populate responses yep. or. Uh, you know you think about your, your cell phone you like use the screen uh, you kind of like open up your your, your Apple iPhone
0: right even your
1: Netflix algorithm right right, right. That, all the searching stuff like kind amazon of amazon stuff self-driving cars with the Teslas and all that, right? So it's not new, but when ChatGPT broke, right, everything changed at least in our world, right? Right. Well, that's just
0: it. Is like, like now everything's AI, right? Even though there was it, but now I think I think because it's so it's impacting so many people. ChatGPT is the program. GPT four now uh, is the one we're talking about. It's 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 out there everywhere and so immediate that it's not like you know maybe I, when I drive when I go buy a car I'll think about something that I can self drive, but every day. I'm answering, you know, emails and 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 working with students with writing so it, it's directly impact impactful I guess. Um so AI is just now with us and we have to deal with it.
1: Right and I, I, you know one thing that I remember you know Mike and I had an opportunity to do uh, a pre- a couple of presentations with uh, other educators recently and I remember you kind of telling a story about how you how it kind of how ChatGPT got on your radar that I always thought was really kind of helpful. Um because it, it everything's been changing so so quickly for us, but we're all kind of coming at this AI stuff, uh, you know, from different sort of, uh, I guess, our own kind of life experiences. And, and we're all kind of responding, I think, in very similar ways. Like there's the fear, there's a the concern, things about plagiarism, privacy, right, right. et cetera. But yeah. uh, the bottom line is it's here. Uh, but I really kind of liked the way that you kind of approached it, uh, or rather kind of like your story, like how you got to it or how, I don't mm-hmm.
0: know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so last last year in November, I was listening to some other podcast. Um, and they they were talking about Chat GPT, and all of a sudden they were having it write screenplays in the in the style of Quentin Tarantino, and they read it, they read it off, and I, I was like, that's good. And then they read a poem in the style of uh, Wordsworth. Um, and it, so suddenly I was it's it's directly in my field that's writing creative works. I'd never heard of it. So I went and found ChatGPT. Started running on my own. I'm thinking my work computer of all things. And, and at, at the school I work at, it wasn't blocked. And then that week, my my students, my juniors, were working on a satire. And um, one of the kids, I had them up on. We have, we have a system called Hapara, which allows you to see what's on kids' screens, as we all Chromebooks. And so I was looking on Hapara, and, and there was a student in the back that was using ChatGPT. So I was like, Hey, what, what? Come here. What are you doing? And I wasn't mad because I was interested in, in the technology because it is so mind blowing. And he comes up and I go, are you using ChatGPT? And he's like, yeah, are you? I'm like, yeah, look at this. And I go, what are you doing? And he said, he's like, I'm trying to see if it'll edit my satire. And I was like, is it working? He's like, not really, but look what it can do. And then we dumped an AP prompt into it. And it wrote an argument. And we are both like minds blown. We're both like... No one's ever going to write a paper ever again. Right. Why would you? And I'm like, ah, I'm out of a job. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Um, I always started bombing your phone, Pat, yeah, all the time. I remember. Like, we're, yep. we're done. Like, it's honestly, you no, know, and I'm not, you know, I'm not deep enough in the pension to be retired yet. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> having a seriously existential crisis. Um, so, I start reading everything and I start playing with Chat GPT more and more and more. And I finally hit upon this it'll make my job easier. And then I was like, it'll make my job easier. How great is that? Because any teachers listening to this, have you ever had anything that's made your life easier in education? I'm going to guess the answer is
1: no. Yeah, typically it seems like it's new initiatives, uh, new initiatives upon new initiatives. And oftentimes old initiatives become uh, new initiatives. And and they kind of recycle back and then they kind of go away. And then you have the same thing come back like 10 years later. And you're like, we already did this. Yeah, remember that we had our teacher friend in school that had right. that worked for like
0: 35 years and had a whole PowerPoint of every initiative that our school district did. Yeah,
1: and it was like every year or two or two or three years, and uh, it's just it's incessant, right? But to your point, like so that's just like add work, just kind of adding and adding and adding and building and building and building, um, and it almost kind of to some sense extent feels like you're kind of spinning your wheels. But with this, it's like wait, I can actually almost buy back my time, right? So in terms right. of like. Lesson plannings, or uh, you know, uh, generating questions for for you know a novel or whatever, um, you well, know, helping students kind of edit papers, etc. give yeah. feedback. There's just so many sort of ways you could use the thing, uh, or use this AI. That's, that's really kind of allowing us to kind of just take some time back because we can work more efficiently.
0: Yeah, I know that you and I were having lunch one day and we were um we were uh, we were playing around with ChatGPT and and I, I was kind of showing you what I was working on and we were we were working on developing a presentation using AI in the classroom and I remember you you saying like oh, man I I I I know I want to do this lesson I haven't had a chance to really put it together cuz you're super busy, you know, you've got you've got family at home and you hadn't gotten to it and there's all the papers. What do you, do you remember what that story was about? I think it was a lesson about Introductions and conclusions.
1: Sure, right, so what we were doing is we were in the middle of a unit and I was trying to kind of set the students up for uh, you know, writing an essay, right? We always do essays at the end of units or oftentimes do anyways. Uh, and I was trying to help students understand you know what is what what is a poorly written introduction look like but then what would be a well-written introduction look like? And so on the spot we were just kind of brainstorming like how, how can we kind of input something or see if G- Chat GPT could put it together. Uh, and, and not surprisingly, it was able to do that. Uh, and so uh, we just asked, you know, put together three poorly written introductions. We looked at them, and we kind of laughed at them. They sounded very, like, beyond basic. I mean, they, they sounded like, we're, you know, we're in the high school level, but this was looking at, um, or they sounded like something from like a second grader. Right, <laughs> right? Or, 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 the or the kid that just school. didn't care enough. Either, yeah, right? fair enough. Like, right.
0: This is my paper, my paper is going to be a paper.
1: Right, right, that right. right. It was pretty, yeah, pretty pedestrian. In any event, and, and then and then so I was able to have students kind of reflect on like what made them not work, uh, and then from there we looked at some well-written ones that that ChatGPT Ch- sped up, but we framed it from the perspective of like we'll give us like an introduction with like a, an anecdote or story right to start off right. with, and it did that. Uh, we asked it to use uh, you know a quote, and it could do that. We asked it to. Uh, Provide uh, or to use the structure that from they say I say that that great college text that allows uh, Writing classes will use your graph. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Graph and Birkenstein. I think is the other name Um, In any event so and it could do that right and we had to modify it a little bit It wasn't perfect, but it was good enough where the students could see The difference and and I was able to walk them through being able to identify the different parts of these better or Well-written introductions and say hey, can you guys do this? And they're like, well, yeah I said well then go do it and so they had those right. models. Uh, it was clear, it was easy. Um, they could understand kind of how the parts work and and how you kind of put them together and um and it, it was just it was great, it was great, and it saved a lot of time. We put it together and you know, had it ready in ten minutes, and I right. instituted it that day um yeah. yeah yeah so so rather than come up with all the different samples right. examples myself yeah,
0: I just say that, yeah. which I
1: could have done and have done in the past, but it was just it's just it's time intensive, right? So how can I just well, streamline it?
0: And, and so much so much of our job is is creating content unless you necessarily go from a textbook, which I don't, I don't think a lot of teachers do, some do, or you've got your own your old slide decks or your old files or, ho- or however you work it but but oftentimes you want to generate some good examples and bad examples and this one, ChatGPT was able to nail it like. The, the, the good examples were not like outstanding. And they weren't like, you know world class, but they're but they're solid. But the bad examples um, like really worked. And then and it's just the fact that you didn't have to sit down and even just like type it out, right? because it because it, it, it works so fast that you were able to I think it, I think we we did your lesson in about ten minutes. We yeah, created the content. And then you're the teacher, you know how
1: to do, do the lesson. So you didn't have to ask Chat and GPT to do that, although you can right. actually. right. And there have been other ways that you know we've been able to kind of utilize it. I mean, I mentioned I think like discussion questions, right? There are ways right. like if you're doing a you know a, a novel or a short story, hack a poem, essay, uh, in, issue? In yeah, in my case we were actually using a, um, a documentary, and so I had to pull up some questions for that. and I just said, hey, give me a list of 10 questions on on the uh, documentary, blackfish. Uh, just deals with captivity and what have you. Um, and it did that. Now, did I use all the questions? No, because they right. weren't necessarily all appropriate for what we were doing in class. And I modified a couple others, but I was able to trim it down to, I think it was like five or six questions that I thought were solid and really kind of got to the heart of what I wanted them to be able to kind of pick up from the from the documentary. And, and it, it allowed for a good discussion. And I was like, I'm satisfied. This is great. you know. And it, and it was you know done in like, I mean, the, the, the generation was 10 seconds maybe Right, and then right, just right. kind of editing it maybe another like, I don't know, five minutes, 10 minutes, something like that. Um, yeah. And you know, that was, that you know, had I done that on my own, I would have gone through the movie entirely, try to make sense of, you know, what, what's happening when. Um, yeah, it, it was just, it just went super time intensive to kind of well, map that out. To
0: pause you there, like, like so the, the person that's running the AI system, the the chat GPT, you have to know your content well enough to know if it outputs a bad question or a bad answer. So you would seen the movie. Right. And, oh yeah, right? Uh, yeah, right. And so but but you didn't have to review the movie, right? So an example is like that I know I know what you did Pat was that um, we were, when we were just running like examples through ChatGPT, we asked it to write something on The Great Gatsby with quotes or something. Right, and right. and it came up with a, a quote from the necromancer and attributed it to to the Fitzgerald and Gatsby. Um, so we we knew that was wrong. So, like the, the weird thing is is like chat GPT will will create stuff where you discussion questions um, and whatnot, But you have to actually know the content to know if it's correct. It's almost like like I, I, we, we we've been talking about, uh, chat GPT as as an assistant it's like your own like kind of like teaching assistant in your classroom that you can have create stuff and just like a real person like that assistant might run off to the copier and make up, like go get a bunch of samples for you whatever and they bring them back you still have to look at it and then say "Ooh, that one didn't work like this this is not a good example or that's wrong or whatever so you're still vetting but the time to create the stuff and that's that's, that's what chat GPT does really well and and we'll get into this on probably a, a, a different a different podcast but it's because it's it's what's it's, it's called a large language model and it's it's called generative AI and what generative AI means is that it generates content it generates words um it, it generates ideas it puts stuff together so it's generating it's generating all these things so it's just an assistant that creates things for you you still have to look at it Right. You have to if it was a, a, a assistant chef, you'd have to taste the food before you gave it to a customer, like as an analogy.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I think there are a lot of great analogies out there. I mean, you mentioned actually a couple already, and, and I think that that's it's I, I think the one that I kinda like is, is more metaphorical in the sense of like it's like imagine like the internet's kind of the big mother of all this recent tech that we have, right? Right. And social media is kind of the, the first big baby it dropped on us in a way. Uh and it's it was never a question of like are we gonna you know, have it or keep it or not. It was like always like, no, no, we want this, but what do we do with it now? Right, and obviously, right. there are going to be issues, just like you might have with any child, right? But that doesn't mean you throw <laughs> the baby out with the bathwater. But you have to figure out how do you nurture it and, and and grow it and let it kind of develop in its own way. Oh yeah, because um, your
0: AI child could be good wh- or
1: bad or yeah, like, exact. Or funny or right or, or 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 like with ChatGPT, it's going to sometimes just give you false information. Right. And yeah. you know, so what kid doesn't lie to you sometimes, right? right. What student doesn't sometimes, you know? Try to pull the wool over your eyes. It just—I happened to me happened to me the other day, and I was like, "This is so obviously wrong. They're lying to me." But you know, but but it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you know, it's going to happen, but but um, or that mistakes are going to uh, you know come, but that's okay. It that doesn't mean that you get rid of the whole thing. Right. You just have to like double check it, make sure obviously that we're using it. Uh, I think responsibly that students right. are using it responsibly. Um, you know, and 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 I think that in the aggregate, you know, in the whole, it's 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 a huge win for everybody. Uh, because the the applications are so far reaching, and I think that's one thing that we really are excited about getting into, you know, with with this with a podcast like this, which is like, well, what are the myriad ways, right, right. that that we can see it being usable? Uh, obviously, there are going to be some some pitfalls to it, but nothing's perfect, and right. Right. we're not going to hold it up to a purity test like, and we wouldn't do that for anybody. I mean, <laughs> we're we're kind of morons sometimes, and yet you know, we're, we are we're smart too. Right. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, we're just trying to kind of wade through this, like everybody else. And like all of you, uh, try to make sense of like, what's going to work, what isn't, but rather than kind of put up walls, which is so easy to do. I think Mike talked, like well, you mentioned, you I did mean, I that. Think, I, think I certainly a, did
0: that. I think that's a point to address. I think, I think if we, if we do have some listeners, there's probably someone out there that is just mortified at the idea of this assistant that can do a lot of what you're used to doing. Well, mortified or terrified. Or terrified, right? <laughs> I mean, right? I mean if, if, and if you pay attention to all the media, like there, there's all kinds of doom and gloom stuff with this stuff. But we're, this, this podcast is about how do we, how do we use this technology because it is also kind of a gift. Um, but I think people do have those feelings. I think, I think that the worry of plagiarism is real, mm-hmm. um, and that's going to have to be figured out as we go. But still, the tool is really useful. You know yeah. it's, it's it can it, you can do it can do a lot of things with it, which we're we're gonna get into more. I think I think we can probably we can drop some links and uh, to Pat's assignment for introductions, right? So you can kind of see like what chat GPT uh, created. And I think I think at a later date we'll do we'll do some some podcasts about like here's how we did blank, right and kind of talk you through it and we can provide links there. So when you do if you're driving to listen to this, you can you can click on the links and see how we're using it. Um, we can also link up a, a website that we, yeah. we started building That it's not awesome, but it serves its purpose in teacher land.
1: Well, and it, it'll be really interesting. You mentioned chat GP uh, GPT4 oh, yeah. dropping. Oh, and yeah. I mean, you got to figure, so from the time that you heard about it back in November, I think most people were hearing about it maybe December, January or so. Right. But there are even still some educators out there that are like, what, what are you talking this? about? Like, we, we, we've we heard yeah. the whole range already, you know, through our presentations at, at you know, some different conferences and such. And and, and, you know, whether you're talking about just knowledge uh, or awareness to the emotional kind sort of kind of state or position people are in, and, and frankly, like, there have been times where I've been super excited, other times I'm like, oh, shoot, uh-oh, this is bad, we shouldn't do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of there right now with the, the, with the new th- release of 4.
1: Right, I, right. I'm, I'm, again, having an, oh, my God, am I going to have a job moment? Right. <laughs> no, I get that, yeah, because it's like, well, what, yeah, does it make, like, in what ways does it make us obsolete? Or I think, actually, where we have the advantage, ultimately, is that, because I think sometimes people confuse. They say AI, they think it's it's sentient, that it's some sort of living right. being, and it's just not. Nope. Right, that we are always in control, um, and we have to figure out just how to adapt and use the tools to the best of our ability. So, and we're nowhere near. I mean, you can talk to any of the experts out there. We're nowhere near uh, AI being a sentient thing. Right, uh, and so it, it
0: feels like it is. It tricks you into thinking it thinking it is, and we're. Gonna, I'm probably going to do a quick podcast on this too. But but the way it create the way it creates its text is it's just all probability. It's not actually thinking. And, and the weird part about all this AI stuff, and, and even even the fact that I'm like, it's an assistant, like treat it like an assistant, is that it's not human. It has no human attributes, and, and but we, what we refer to it almost as it is. And, it's, and there's even like ethical people, you know, talk about ethics about like, should, you, should, should we be creating, like humans should be recreating something that's supposed to be like us? Like, why would we want it to sound like us and act like us? Um, what, what are your thoughts on the, the anthropo- anthropomorphication
1: of of technology? Well, I think one of the things that kind of comes to my mind, and kind of coming back to this, this idea of sentience, um, at the end of the day, I mean, we, the, our, there's that idea that people like to say that the the brain is like a computer, but it's not, right? That that it's it's a useful metaphor to a point. Right. But as uh, I know, we've had this conversation in the past that metaphors break at a certain point, Robert Frost. Uh, And so this idea that your brain's actually computer is flawed. It's an organic organ. Uh, It is not something that is built off of uh, binary code, right? Uh, It's not uh, the aggregation of a bunch of other data points. It's, it's its own sort of thing. And it's a living thing. And and that is a distinct difference. And it's, and it's this most significant difference, you know? And so, I, I think that's also where, when say educators get really freaked out about, oh my gosh, are the, the computers or the, the the AI, the robots going to take over? It's like no, they never will because at the end of the day, we want that personal connection. There's something right. fundamentally different uh, between you know us having a conversation right now, and us having a conversation with with some sort of AI program. Right. And it can be very sophisticated, and it can seem pretty darn accurate. And and in, I think as the technology you know evolves, it's going to be that much more convincing. But even still, we like to be around people. We like to be in three D. Uh, you know, we like to be able to see the body language and and to, and to kind of hear things. I think not filtered through some sort of computer system. You know, it's it's you know you think about like the pandemic, and we were on on Zoom for so long, uh, and we hated it. <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, yeah, educators yeah. want to just be in the classroom. Students, generally speaking, wanted to be in the classroom. Yeah, sure. Of course. There were, there were students that, that kind of prefer being online because they're more shy or more introverted or whatever. Yeah. Okay. You're going to have some level of that. That's fine. But the vast majority are like, I just want human contact, right? That, 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 that you know, there are certain things that technology just can't do. And, and, and part of it is just simply being human. And part of being human is that organic sort of nature that, that, that we can So that we we give. So
0: in sum, like the the question we open with is, what is artificial intelligence? It's, it's artificial. It's, it's not human intelligence, but we act like it is because we want it to be, for some reason, we want it to be a character, but it's artificial. So artificial intelligence is a great tool for you to use in your classroom to find information. Um, It's going to be changing like, world changing like any other invention has been in the past, but in short... AI is artificial.
1: Well, and on that point, Mike, I think w- when I think about art, the artificiality of it, I, I guess what I'm trying to think, I'm thinking about how it is. End right there. I know. Was, I know. You can still do that. I pause. I think <laughs> so. You can do that. I know. Shoot. I was. Try- That's Mike. What was weird. what was going through my mind not, is is, is is that the. Um, I'm not trying to overreach here. I think I'm just getting tired, <laughs> probably. Uh, but no, what I was going to say is that, that at the end of the day, I think that the technology is so exciting for us because it's another way to not only create but also to interact and to connect, right? And yes, it, we're, we're connecting with like you know a, a computer system, but ultimately that that connection is only valuable if we can then share it with somebody else, right? That like that that who cares if you can make a lesson plan if you can't share it with a student, right? 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 right who cares right, right, if you right, can right. You'd write a story if you can't then you know you know, give that to somebody who can read it and maybe you know have a reaction yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. Um and, and so that communication is is essential to who we are. That that's what we're such a social species, right? That we don't ever want to get rid of that. So I think that the AI is there as a as a tool to help us with that, with that connection, but it never replaces it, right? In other words, it's it's not it's not the connection itself. It's the tool to help make the connection work. Great. So it's AI is a connector
0: and it's artificial it's an artificial connector
1: <laughs> but it ain't the real deal man <laughs> all
0: right all right we will see we will see you next week if you next time we do a podcast that might be, thanks for um listening thank Fun. you bye